Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You are listening to Be The Change, a podcast of conversations with true visionaries who are creating new paradigms for a healthier planet and society. I am your host, Christine Demick, and my work is in finding real solutions to the biggest problems we face today, climate crisis, capitalism, social injustices, and our failing health. There are amazing humans out there that have answers, and it is my mission to have their voices heard. Together, we can raise consciousness and create a just and equal society. Together, we can be the change. After working in advertising and transitioning to fashion, Melissa Hall became an accidental entrepreneur helping emerging designers, but a bigger vision awaited. A cancer diagnosis and a deep dive into her own lifestyle ended up birthing her next mission, to bring wellness into the workplace. Melissa is changing the superficial industry of marketing with her unique approach by rooting a brand's effort in mindfulness. It cannot help but stay in its truth while also doing it sustainably and justly. This approach will not only change the construct of an industry, but the construct of our society. Let's listen to Melissa and learn. Welcome, Melissa. Thank you for being here today. Thank you so much. I am so very excited for our talk today. I think marketing is just a way of life in our world, but its impact, it just can't be underestimated. It affects how we think, react, live, it's so powerful in ways and it and not so good ways. And it's often unregulated. Did you intentionally set out to change this industry or was it a gradual awakening? How did you fall into this? Well, I've always loved branding and marketing and I went to school for it. And I've been a part of the change throughout the years. And then social happened and I saw what social did to people and its impact to allow people to have very beautiful lives, but then at the same time, you know, fears and anxiety. And I think now we're at a point where we have to take a time out. And I just put my spin on what I think a brand should do and operate and think as they try to scale and grow and connect with others. So it was authentically unplanned. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. So you went to school first for fashion and then, and I know you have also a successful business with emerging designers, right? Right. Well, I started off in advertising. I have a degree in advertising. I also have a degree in fashion design, but what I was able to do was to combine both and start consulting and teaching emerging designers. And it's also evolved into working with Uh, wellness and lifestyle brands as well. Okay, great. And I think, as you said, like with social coming about, one of the things that the biggest issue I have with marketing and it's just all overwhelming. And I think that right now is a lot of that's being called out, right? And justly so as it should be, but these brands that are creating this marketing image, but it's not inclusive. And you know what I think of? 
and it kind of bothers me is like that boho, like Coachella kind of vibe, <laughs> right? Do you know what I mean? Like yep. that has infiltrated like yoga and water and, you know, I don't want to call them out, but kind of goop. You know what I mean? It's like this blonde, blue-eyed thing. And I was like, wait, this is 2020. And they're selling health, Melissa, right? They're selling like, you know, things like you should, you know, go vegan, you should do this, but it's not inclusive and that's not healthy. Oh, 100%. I think it's become a big marketing tactic and um, very exclusive. And that's not the right thing. We should all have access to, to health and education and experiences and not for one person. People should be able to walk into a yoga studio and see themselves. People should be able to scroll through Instagram and see diversity and also understand where, not trends, where these fundamental wellness practices have come from, whether it's a certain cuisine or being a wellness practitioner, whether we're talking about yoga or sound or meditation. And I think it's important for us to take a step back and really honor the roots of these practices and cuisines and open it up to a wide variety of people. Yes. And I do think that even a lot of the people that are involved in it, at least with some of the yoga teachers, I've talked to that it kind of turned into this machine and that no one, I don't know, stopped and thought about it. And I think that COVID is giving us that time to really like, we want to go out, we want to go to, but it's just like, just wait, it's going to be a while. We have a lot to work out and a lot to think. And so the yoga teachers, a lot of times they have to um, do these crazy poses or like, there they are naked doing, you know, like a tree pose and a waterfall in New Zealand. Like it, it just, it was getting over more and more over the top and not authentic, right? Yeah. It's selling the dream. You know, brands have sold the dream for so long and, you know, it's part of marketing. It's part of branding being aspirational, but we have to level the playing field and, you know, make certain wellness a right for everyone. So tell me, how are you doing that? Like, how are you leveling this and the playing field and how are you also still helping a brand be aspirational or is aspirational taken out of it? Do we even need that? That's a great question. So in terms of brands that I work with and people that I teach, whether it's at FIT or through you know, my consultancy, it's really trying to figure out what their authentic story is and how they stand out in the marketplace. But I've been really keen on three principles, which are sustainability, diversity, and mindfulness. And Let's take sustainability. That's very tricky, especially for young entrepreneurs and also for large brands as well, is what is sustainability? And one part of it is educating on what could be considered sustainable, but asking them where they fit on the sustainability spectrum. Same thing with diversity. And then also really 
letting a brand or an entrepreneur know that this idea of mindfulness that has popped up, that is slowly making its way to the mainstream is such an important aspect of business building. And I've found that if you can help root a brands in these three principles and in this foundation, everything that they do moving forward, one is a little bit more mindful, but is rooted with a little bit more intention versus trying to just have glossy packaging just to have it, but really thinking the process. And if I can help someone make that change from the onset or make a bigger brand take a step back, you know, I've done my job. So I'm left with a few questions here and I hope I I can remember both of them. Which comes first? Does the authenticity of the brand, like I own a company that I started in my kitchen and it was created with the idea that my grandparents, it was in their memory that their home was the ultimate good home to me. It was a simple place and I wanted everyone to have that feeling. So I created a product line around that that was natural. It felt like something that was just like their farm, homemade, right? So that's where that came from. What about these brands like Coca-Cola or even like Everlane or something, like these brands that were kind of created on a trend Can they reverse engineer that and get back to a place of authenticity? A couple of things. I look at a brand like Everlane that I do believe started with very good intention, but then as you scale, and this is a challenge for so many brands, as you scale, as you get funding, you have to answer to people. You have to hit certain revenue goals. And then sometimes your operations and things that you are doing change. So I think now is the time to take a step back. Um, One, because it's the right thing to do. Two, you're also going to get called out by consumers. But also in the case for someone like Everlane, to the mass consumer, they might not know that having a line out of plastic bottles may not necessarily be the best thing because you're still wearing plastic on your body. And so it's really tough because are they making a best, a good effort with their renew collection? Yes. But is it all the way to sustainable? No. So I think for all these brands, it's continuing to look and be being truthful and looking at the environment and people and asking, you know, what's right for the business, the consumer and the environment as well. So I think a lot of brands are going to have to do a lot of backtracking. How do you see yourself expanding this approach? You know, you also brought up a a very interesting thing as I found in my own journey as things grow, your business grows, that you tend to say, oh, well, you know, this isn't what we started on, but, you know, there's margins, there's this, there's that. And then you kind of cut these corners, right? How can you expand this? So does it size up or do you keep your your business small? Yeah, that's a great question. I am finding more clarity in my purpose and what I want to talk about you know, day after day. So that's good. And I'm not sure 
when will be the time that, you know, I bring people on board. I'm still, for the most part, pretty solo, except I, you know, work with a few people here and there when I need to. But for me, it's really staying true to this idea of helping people with branding that has a focus and foundation in wellness. And the goal is really to continue to spend or share the message, not only in the fashion space, but in the wellness space and just overall lifestyle. When I continue to share my message, it resonates one by one, but even though it's one by one, it still continues to grow. One of the things that the wellness industry, not so much fashion, but the wellness industry has had an issue with is a lot of the healers you know, friends of ours, right? You know, people who do breath work or they do, you know, Reiki or cacao or any of this that is coming from a place of community and giving and giving back to others. And then charging money for that is a difficult thing. And also marketing too, I would imagine. How do you work that out? So I think what it is, is really saying to yourself, What part of selling or marketing feels good to you? What part feels icky? You know, if you're charging $500 for a session, why? And hey, some people do. Does that work for you? Does that feel good? And then what price point just feels like perhaps you're being taken advantage of? So um, it's important for me to ask those questions and get people comfortable in what their offerings are and what the price point behind it is. And then in terms of marketing, it is the same thing. What communication feels good? What part of your story? What part of your offerings as well? There's a phrase that I talk to a lot of my fashion brands about. It's you are a designer and you can be a designer and create. But when you want to become a design entrepreneur, then everything needs to shift. Not everything, but a lot needs to shift because now you're trying to build a business. So asking people, where do they want to play? Do they want to be a practitioner? Do they want to be a designer? Or do they want that title with the entrepreneur behind them as well? And so if you put it in that perspective and also have them see what part of the spectrum of good, not so good, I'm being taken advantage of you know, the work and the promotion and the sales become a bit easier. I'm sure you end up with people after going through your class and your program, ending up with a completely different business sometimes, right? Absolutely. A different business, new perspectives, new offerings, new product offerings. And I also think inspiration, um, having them look at themselves and what their skill set is, what their training is and their offering, and really giving them that permission to elevate themselves and rise. I think sometimes we all need a pat on the back. And so in addition to teaching a skill set or a form of strategy, I really encourage people to be kind and easy to on themselves, but at the same time, you know, be that realist and celebrate their wins. And if you can combine that, that is what I see as success. 
So it's, it's narrowing it down to your why, like why one is doing this, right? Yeah. Getting down to the authentic part of it, of what our why is, which is what I end up asking everyone on the show towards the end, which I'm going to ask you, which is what is your why? Like, why do you get up and do it every morning? It helps you to find that purpose and to reconnect. Like, why did you start this business to begin with? Do you have a specific why as to why you do this? Yeah, a hundred percent. So my why is this. I realize and I see that people have so much talent and they have a skill set and they have passion. What percentage do you give to each varies depending on the person. And I've found that people need either education, support, an ear, or a champion. And being that person or, you know, one of probably many can really just transform someone. And if I can help someone feel confident, um, learn, and elevate themselves to who they want to become or what they want to sell and the story that they want to tell, then that is a wonderful feeling. That's fantastic, Melissa. I just love that. You're helping others. Helping others helps yourself, right? A hundred percent. Okay. So tell us now, I want everyone to, at this point, tell us where we can find you and how we can sign up for your class and do we need to have our our business in place? Can we have an idea and we come to you? So my website is melissahallconsulting.com. You can also find me on Instagram at melissahallny. And if you're interested in fashion, it is theemergingdesigner.com. To sign up for my masterclass, you can just check the link in my Instagram bio. And I love working with people who have an idea that's in their head that they want to actualize. It's for people who have been running a business one, two, three, 10 years and need to recalibrate and really assess if one, what they're doing is right for them, or they want to start anew. So I embrace all. I just want people who want to do the work and learn and have some fun along the way. And so all that information, again, is on my Instagram, and you can always DM me too, and I would be happy to chat. Great. Wonderful. Well, Melissa, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing this. I think that maybe I'm going to have to take your class and go through some things. I think it might be a good refresher for myself and for business, even though I've had it for 25 years. Well, I would love that. I would love to see you. Yeah. Well, thank you. And thank you for being the change. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this conversation and are inspired. We grow with supporters and listeners like you. So please share this podcast with your community and follow us on Instagram at bethechange.nyc. And to learn more about our guests and what you can do to be the change, go to our website at www.bethechange.nyc. That's bethechange.nyc. Thank you and be well.